Welcome to this month's special programming series, Focus on Cancer, on ReachMD XM157. You're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment on the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm your host, attorney and Dr. Bruce Bloom, and I traveled to Phoenix, Arizona for the Mayo Clinic's 5th State-of-the-Art Symposium on Hematological Malignancies, where I spoke with co-director of the conference, Dr. Ruben Mesa. Dr. Mesa is a hematologist, medical oncologist, and associate professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic in Scottsdale, Arizona. So you're one of the course directors for this fifth state-of-the-art symposium. And how long have you been with Mayo Clinic, and how long have you been a part of this hematological malignancies conference? Well, I've been at Mayo Clinic since 1991, throughout my training and then now on the staff in hematology, and I've been involved with this conference for the last three years. It's really been a great pleasure working with Dr. Gripe in, in organization of the course. What do you think is the main purpose of this course, at least in the fifth annual configuration? What's the purpose of doing this, and who are the attendees? Well, the real purpose of our course is education and to really work with practitioners in hematology, specifically focusing on the blood cancers, to try to better improve the comprehensive care of patients with these diseases. So diseases that we really are speaking of are the different leukemias, chronic leukemias, acute leukemias, lymphoma, multiple myeloma, all the diseases we believe that are cancer, but that arise in the blood system. And Dr. Mesa, what's the format of the conference? Who does the presentations, and how do the people that are here learning get their questions answered? The format of the conference is built really around the core of updating the attendees, which tend to be mainly practitioners of hematology or hematologist-oncologists around the core diseases. So it's a lecture-based format. We have faculty both from Mayo Clinic, from all three of our sites in Rochester, Minnesota, Jacksonville, Florida, and Scottsdale, Arizona, but as well as visiting faculty as well from a variety of excellent institutions. Each disease is really focused upon to try to update attendees in terms of key state-of-the-art information that was presented very recently at the American Society of Hematology meeting, but additionally try to synthesize the key updates as to what has gone on in that field over this last calendar year that really has an impact in the clinic in terms of diagnostic testing, in terms of management decisions, in terms of really trying to optimize care. So that's kind of the core of the meeting, one disease at a time with a lot of time for interaction with faculty, as well as an opportunity to interact with them in terms of discussing specific challenging cases that they face. But in addition, and I think somewhat unique to this course, as opposed to other courses that sometimes exist as updates in hematology, are really a more comprehensive view of how do we best take care of patients with these diseases. So we have some multidisciplinary sessions specifically focusing on complementary issues, namely one, challenging infectious disease complications, and we've had experts from ID speaking on these topics, coagulation-based issues. But initially, we have sessions that have focused on trying to optimize our clinical practice and some of the challenges that currently exist for the practice in terms of financial challenges, governmental challenges, things of this nature. Additionally, we have 
sessions on optimizing the palliative and supportive care of our patients in really a multidisciplinary workshop format. And then we really have state-of-the-art sessions on cutting-edge sessions both on new therapies in terms of new therapies that are still in the laboratory, how are they being developed, and how are they going to impact the care of our patients in the future, as well as genomics or the science of modern genetics and all the intricacies of the different patterns of gene expression between patients, how is this going to directly apply to our patients in the very near future in terms of selection of the right drug for the right patient at the right time? We're going to see very significant impacts of all of this very in-depth science in the clinic in a very short amount of time. How often do you hold these symposiums? Is this going to be a yearly event? This is going to be an annual event held here in Arizona. And how much changes in the diagnosis and treatment of these hematological malignancies in a year's time? Is it a small change? Is it a big change? Does it depend on the year? It depends on the year most certainly. You know, the greatest changes tend to occur in really what is the optimal therapy for each of the diseases. You know, we're in a state with hematologic malignancies that there are very few of them that we truly think have an optimal therapy at this time, either because of the toxicity associated with the therapy or more commonly because the therapies we have are still not effective enough. So one, we continue to try to tweak the current therapies which are out there. So if one receives a therapy for lymphoma or CLL today, it may be slightly different a year from now. But additionally, there are many new therapies that are constantly being developed for the more challenging cases, and that probably evolves at a more rapid pace. Dr. Mesa, what are some of the highlights from this particular symposium? What came up? What speakers had information that was really new from the prior one? Well, certainly just from even this morning's session, Dr. Steensma updated the group on some key developments in the therapeutic choices for the myelodysplastic syndrome, the key studies that were presented very recently on azocytidine showing a survival advantage, which is something brand new in those disorders. Additionally, the role of iron chelation of those disorders, which is something that's rapidly evolving. In my session, we spoke at great length about the rapid evolution of therapies for the myeloproliferative disorders and the implications of the potential for JAK2 inhibitors in these groups of patients. Yesterday, there were many of the new phase three studies that were discussed in multiple myeloma that are having major impacts on the choice of care of patients really right now. We heard from yesterday's afternoon session on new therapies, really many cutting edge therapies that are being developed in the laboratory and will be tested in the clinic soon. We had one of our faculty members from the Broad Institute in Cambridge that is actively involved in actually designing new molecules, very targeted against specific abnormalities in multiple myeloma. So we're really trying to talk about cutting-edge medicine at the same time as being very grounded in how do we take the optimal care of patients who are in the clinic as we speak. So you're taking over as the chief course director beginning next year. What have you seen in the evolution of this course over the first five symposia, and what are your plans to change and improve it going forward? Well, what we have noticed, we pay very close attention to the feedback that we receive from our attendees, and clearly they very much enjoy the opportunity to interact and discuss challenging cases with our faculty, and we try to build a lot of panel discussions in time for these sort of interactions. Additionally, we've really tried to bring in a lot of our colleagues from 
other medical disciplines in which hematologists interact to try to provide a more comprehensive discussion and understanding for our attendees. You know, so certainly our goal is really to try to meet the needs of the care provider in terms of trying to give them a very concise but valuable update across the spectrum of care that they're really providing. Because one takes care of patients with hematologic malignancies, clearly our role extends well beyond just the choice of the optimal chemotherapy regimen, but the comprehensive care of these patients really involves many aspects, psychosocial aspects, therapy choice, supportive care choices, and we're trying to meet all those needs. So what kind of things in the future do you see using technology and other things that might enhance this kind of a course? Well, certainly as we learn more about adult education and additional ways to enhance the experience, we continue to look for new audiovisual ways to try to make the information more digestible for individuals, as well as try to make the information more portable for them so that they can use this as a reference throughout the year. So currently, attendees have access to the materials from the course on a password-protected website so that they're able to really use it as a reference year-round. Additionally, we'll probably have additional web-based resources so that year-round they may be able to obtain additional updates as they occur so that the information that they're having access to isn't only available to them on a very intermittent basis. And if one of our listeners wanted to get access to some of this information, is this available on the Mayo website or is there some way for people who weren't able to attend the seminar to get access to some of this information? Certainly by contact the Mayo School of Continuing Medical Education, there are ways that uh, individuals can pay a partial registration fee to be able to have you know, access to the same materials which were presented at the meeting. Let's talk a little bit about the research that you presented here. You're not only a course director, but you're also one of the many faculty members that taught here. Tell us about your particular presentation and your area of expertise, Dr. Mesa. Well, my main area of interest are the chronic myeloid disorders, or these chronic leukemias. And most specifically, my talk focused on the myeloproliferative disorders. These are the diseases known as primary myelofibrosis, essential thrombocythemia, and polycythemia vera. These are diseases that there has been a great breakthrough in terms of their understanding and therapy, and that was the focus of my talk. There has been a very specific genetic change that has been found to be important in these disorders that was described in 2005. That's a mutation in the JAK2 protein in the JAK-STAT pathway. This pathway is basically an on-off switch telling cells when to grow and when to divide. And when an individual has mutations in this pathway, the on switch is pretty much stuck in the on position all the time. This has major implications potentially for therapy, and now there have been about at least nine different drugs that have been developed specifically trying to block this abnormal step. So my talk today really focused on the status of where we stand with these agents. The first of these drugs have begun testing in clinical trials. Data remains very early, yet it seems very encouraging. So these diseases are very interesting in that they really represent a model of having gone from having very empirically-based therapy to now having the science of discovery having really led to a therapeutic target, the development of drugs to try to hit that target, and now we're in a very exciting and hopeful period that the therapeutic inhibition of that target will really lead to much better outcomes for these patients. How soon would we expect these JAK2 inhibitors to get into clinical practice instead of just being available through the clinical trials that are being tested right now? 
The current trajectory for these drugs seems very favorable. And it is our speculation that FDA approval probably will rely on, one, these drugs showing that they truly are active and effective, and two, very much that they're safe. So if all those things continue to be positive, that they're safe, and that they seem to really be benefiting individuals with the disease, I'd expect that they might become available in clinical practice somewhere between 2009-2010, most likely. I've been speaking with Dr. Ruben Mesa, one of the course directors in the fifth symposium on the state-of-the-art care in hematological malignancies that the Mayo Clinic sponsors. We're here in Phoenix, Arizona. Dr. Mesa, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Bruce. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your questions and comments. Please visit us at ReachMD.com, where you can find our new on-demand and podcast features that will allow you access to our entire program library. And thank you for listening. Listen all month as ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, as we feature a special series, Focus on Cancer.